This is the MDRT Podcast. Your clients may want friends or family members to participate in their financial discussions, and they also might gather information on their own from relatives, neighbors, or the internet. During a conversation at MDRT headquarters, Travis Manning from Caledonia, Ontario, Canada. Angie Shea from Richmond, Virginia. Discussed how to manage client relationships, whether they want to hear from everyone else or only you. There's always a brother-in-law or a father-in-law or a sister's cousin's uncle's best friend who knows everything on the planet. The guy might be a plumber for a living, but somehow he's an expert advisor and knows how everything works and says, oh, you have to have this and you, oh, you shouldn't have annuities or you shouldn't have this type of product, you shouldn't have that, where they might have just had really bad advice at one time, but now they seem to be an expert and people somewhat listen to them. There's always a big pushback with that, so I kind of have to go through and say, well, no, like, you know, there's often misconceptions on how these things work. Let me run through it and actually show you the ones that we use and why we use them. And you have to kind of get that out of the way. And actually, a good friend of mine, actually, he deals with doctors a lot. And one of the things that he uses is he goes into the doctor's office and starts talking to him. And he says, I was looking up on WebMD the other day that I had this and this and this. And it might be this problem. You know, what do you think about WebMD? And the doctor's like, oh, God, don't talk to me about WebMD. Like, if you have a problem, you talk to a doctor because that's what we're here for. We know what we're talking about. And once he says things like that, then my buddy says to him, great. That's how I feel about financial planning and other people telling me how to do a financial plan. That's what I do for a living. That's not what you do for a living. Let me tell you what I do, how I can do it for you, how I can help you. And the doctor kind of goes, yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. You know, I'm the expert in my field. You're the expert in your field. Let's do what we do best, not try to step on each other's toes. So I think that's kind of a great way to tell people. And we have a lot of people that work at a steel mill. And I'll tell them, look, I know what you do for a living. Like, I know that you work with steel or you're in the quality control and your job is to do this and this and this. Do I know how to do that job? No. Do I care that I don't know how to do that job? No, that's not what I do. What I do is this. I help you do this and this. And you shouldn't feel embarrassed not knowing what I do because that's not your job. That's not what you're paid to do. You're coming from my experience. And if I need to know something about steel making or whatever, then I would come to you. I would ask you about it. And then that really kind of breaks the ice for people, the expectations of, oh, yeah, okay. You know, if I have a question, ask it. Any question is fine. And I guess we just kind of try to work past it that way. But uh, yeah, that's some of the big objections that I find is someone else always seems to know something that they want to share with everybody else and you got to get past it. So I would have to say that I echo a lot of what Travis said. It seems like in the information age, there's so much generalized information available. The Susie Warmans, the Dave Ramseys. I tend to spend a lot of time explaining to clients there's a difference between academic knowledge and practical knowledge. And when you've been in the field for 25 years, there's a lot of practicality to what we do. The numbers don't necessarily always need to validate the recommendation because of how life happens. And that's not something that they're accustomed to hearing in the financial advisory space. I mean, they're accustomed to hearing the number, this plus this equals this, and this is why you should do it. But the reality of actually financial advising people is that life happens, and there are certain things that we must put in place because there's no such thing as a perfect plan. So to Travis's point, a lot of the time we're spending is to dispel the myths, if you will, 
uh, that one thing is better than the other. It's not an either or, it's typically an and. And finding the right amounts of the ands in the person's portfolio makes the most significant difference. The other completely opposite aspect of that is that older generation client that comes in and they've been referred to you with a great deal of confidence from who referred them. And so they sit in your office and they really don't want to learn anything. They just want you to tell them what to do. And that tends to keep me up at night. You know, it keeps me up at night because I want the client to understand why we did what we did and to actually own it so that there's a great dialogue as they grow older and forget some of the conversations that we had and forget some of the whys of what we did. So at times that perplexes me, and this sounds really like crazy the way I'm going to say it, but how much they just trust you. And, and then I think about their vulnerabilities, how much they could be really taken advantage of by the wrong information. So it's kind of both sides of that spectrum. Yeah, I, I totally agree with Angie on that one because I get that all the time too because most of our clients are retired and, and there's a lot of senior clients and I've got a lot of clients in their 80s where I could say whatever I want and they would just say, Trav, we trust you. You've always looked out for us. You do what you think is best for us. We know you've got our best interest in mind. And I said, I said, you know what? I love hearing that. That's the best compliment I can ever get, but I'm still going to explain it to you because you need to know what you have. I don't expect you to remember it all. We'll go over it again the next time because you'll forget about how the guarantees work or you'll forget about how this works or that works. I said, so we'll always talk about something as a learning experience every time, but thank you for the trust. You know, that's the best compliment I can ever receive. But yeah, it, it is kind of scary at first because they, they do trust you so much and it's, it's awesome. It's an awesome responsibility to have. But yeah, you just have to, I always make sure I go back over it because there's always, I mean, I even tell people when I tell them something, I'm saying, okay, here's this product that we're going, you know, I'm recommending you use. I'll explain how the full thing works. And I'll say to them, look, you're a human. It's human nature. This isn't what you do for a living. As soon as you walk out that door, 40% of it is gone. So by the time you get home, 60% of it is gone. I said, if you remember 10% of it, you're doing better than most people. So don't feel bad that you don't remember it. As soon as you have a question about it, call me. That's why I'm here. And that's what you have to keep building on, especially as they get older, because you've got to reiterate, this is why we did it. This is, you know, I know you trust me, but it's still, you got to prove that it's for their best interest. I think for us too, you have to be intuitive is when you need to invite someone else in with the older generation as well, because that client that is like that, most oftentimes I'll ask them the question, well, everybody's got a kid they'd go to, you know, I know you got four kids, but who's that go-to kid, that one that you really, you know, that's in the game that you would trust with things. And then I'll invite them to either have a phone call with me about the recommendation or just to have a little backup strategy. And what I find with that by inviting that child in, or sometimes it's another girlfriend. I do a lot with widows and it's another girlfriend. It makes me feel like that I have done the best I can possibly do to make sure that it wasn't just me, you know, narrowly focused, but that I was confident enough in the recommendation to share it with somebody on the outside looking in. And mm-hmm. and that helps with the sleeping at night sometimes in those situations. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree with you on that. I'll say to clients all the time, look, I know you talk to like your daughter, Sally, you, you go through everything, so show it to her, let her see everything about it, explain how you think it works, and then get her to call me. 
and as long as it's okay for her to talk about your stuff with me, and they, they give me the okay to talk to her, and I said, yeah, by all means, if you want to have an appointment, and she comes in and sits down, I would love that. I would absolutely love that, because then I can explain it face-to-face. And people, they think it's fantastic, and just like you said, you know you've done the best job you could, because you're trying to explain, like, I really believe in what we're doing is the best thing for you. And I'm willing to show it to anybody out there. Bring them on in. That's the end of this month's episode. If you'd like to subscribe, you can find us on SoundCloud and Spotify at MDRT Podcast. Thanks for listening, and see you next time.